0: Today's New Testament reading is from Acts the 8th chapter. And Saul approved of Stephen's execution. And there arose on that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria except the apostles. Devout men buried Stephen and made great lamentation over him. But Saul was ravaging the church. And entering house after house, he dragged off men and women and committed them to prison. Now those who were scattered went about preaching the word. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them the Christ. And the crowds with one accord paid attention to what was being said by Philip when they heard him and saw the signs that he did. For unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice came out of many who had them, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was much joy in that city. But there was a man named Simon, who had previously practiced magic in the city and amazed the people of Samaria, saying that he himself was somebody great. They all paid attention to him from the least to the greatest, saying, "'This man is the power of God that is called great.'" Now when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent to them Peter and John, who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For he had not yet fallen on any of them, but they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Now when Simon saw that the Spirit was given through the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money, saying, Give me this power also, so that anyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, May your silver perish with you, because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. You have neither part nor lot in this matter, for your heart is not right before God. Repent, therefore, of this wickedness of yours, And pray to the Lord that, if possible, the intent of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. And Simon answered, Pray for me to the Lord, that nothing of what you said may come upon me. Now when they had testified and spoken the word of the Lord, they returned to Jerusalem, preaching the gospel to many villages of the Samaritans. This is the word of the Lord. For today's meditation on God's word, we welcome Pastor Matt Worm from Mount Calvary Lutheran Church in Brookings, South Dakota.
1: Grace and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There are some points in today's lesson from Acts chapter 8 that may be confusing. Depending on how they are interpreted, they could rob us of much of the gospel's comfort. In Acts chapter 8, we have a situation where it appears that some Samaritan believers did not receive the Spirit at their baptism. There are different theories about why this is, but we need to hold on to one fact. The Holy Spirit is given at holy baptism. If not, then there's an opening of doubt. For a person may be led to think, well, if they didn't receive the Spirit at their baptism, then maybe I didn't either. If you look closely at the text, it says, the Holy Spirit had not yet fallen on any of them. This is an unusual phrase. To fall upon them must mean more than simply the Spirit coming to them. How do we know this? I think for several reasons. First, First, in Acts chapter 8, verse 12, Scripture says, They believed Philip as he preached good news about the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ. We know that no one believes except by the Holy Spirit's work. As Romans 8, 9 says, Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. And, 1 Corinthians 12, 3, no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit, and other passages like these. There cannot be a state where a person believes in Christ if the Spirit did not give them faith in Christ. Secondly, the entire Holy Trinity showed us what happens in holy baptism at the Jordan River when John baptized Christ our Lord. There the Holy Spirit descended upon the Son of God, so we know also that the Spirit is given us at baptism. This is a great comfort and should not be taken away or left open to any kind of doubt. Thirdly, the Bible often speaks about the coming of the Spirit in different ways or modes. One way is that anyone who believed, Old Testament or New Testament, received their faith from the Spirit. When Saint Peter gave his great confession, that knowledge was revealed to him by the Holy Spirit. Also, The baptism of John was described by Jesus as being born again of water and the Spirit in John 3. So even if you already believed, baptism bestowed the Spirit upon you. Again, after his resurrection, Christ breathed on his disciples and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Well, what was this? Did they have the Holy Spirit already or not? What's the deal? Then Christ said in Acts chapter 1, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Here he spoke of Pentecost, but what is it? Did they receive the Spirit when they first received faith or at their baptisms or on Easter Day or on Pentecost? Which is it? The answer is all of the above. The Holy Spirit does not come only once. He comes and then he comes again. Sometimes he comes with different purposes. On Easter, Christ gave the Spirit with the authority of the office the keys to forgive sins and bind sins. On Pentecost, they receive power and flaming tongues and the ability to speak in other languages, to preach with bold witness. We also continue to receive the Spirit every time we hear the gospel, for he abides with us and never leaves us. He continues coming to us. This might be confusing, but hold on to this one idea of nothing else. The Spirit comes abundantly, repeatedly, so that God can overflow with grace for you and for me. He fills us full of His eternal gifts. He strengthens and preserves and enlightens. That is why He keeps coming again to us. So, shall we go chasing after other gifts of the Spirit? Ah, by no means. If the Spirit wants to give them, He'll give them. Don't worry about them. The Spirit is no weakling who needs our permission. Instead, let us go chasing after Christ in every place He has promised to be found. Let us return. To the waters of baptism by remembering our baptism and confessing our sins and receiving the holy absolution let us eat and drink his body and blood in the holy supper for the forgiveness of our sins and let us hear his preaching and word that proclaim the wonders of his grace ironically by chasing after christ will find the spirit he's in these places as well everywhere He says he is, and everywhere forgiveness is poured out, there the Spirit is poured out as well. So don't stoop down with an obsession with the lesser gifts. Go for the very best, hunger for the gospel, and everything else that you need will be added to you in due time. In the name of this only gracious God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit,
0: Amen. We thank Pastor Matt Worm from Mount Calvary Lutheran Church in Brookings, South Dakota for today's meditation on God's Word.